It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, hour number two, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. It's time now for the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Mike, how are you doing? So I want to start right away on the Giants drama and what's going on there and how this needs to be handled. Now, Wink Martindale, by reports, stormed out, talked about quitting, went home, but hasn't officially resigned just yet. But Brian Dable and he clearly have not seen eye to eye for a long time and have had their issues. And now you have a special teams coordinator you got to replace, a defensive coordinator you eventually have to replace, and a head coach that was a coach of the year last year. And now all of a sudden, it seems like there's chaos all around him. How would you view Brian Dable now if you were in charge of this franchise? Yeah, good to be with you guys. Uh, look, I think Brian's still a really good coach, but I think more fundamentally, you know, they have to handle the situation really appropriately because whomever they're going to want to hire as defensive coordinator, they're going to look at this situation and say, like, well, you know, did they let Don Martindale take another job? You know, because technically if he just resigns, they could block him. I don't think they would do that. Um, and, again, your audience, if you're the Giants, is, again, the, the coaching community, just like – when you handle Saquon Barkley a certain way, you know, the whole locker room's looking at it. So, um, and, you know, one of the things, you know, someone's going to come in there and say, well, you know, how long are you going to be here, Brian? Are you going to have an extension? You know, is ownership committed to you? So those are some of the variables that happen behind the scenes. Now, um, what, what happens now, like as far as like his reputation not being able to play well with others? As well, you talk about, you know, you built this defense based on Wink Martindale and his success. You bring in Banks, you know, uh, you bring in, you know, you go get Thibodeau, who, you know, if so, what if somebody else comes in here and wants to go on a 4-3? Like, how stuck are they to the personnel uh, in trying to, you know, trying to, you know, they got a lot of issues on the offense side of the ball. The defense was seeming to come together a little bit with some building blocks, but how does this affect, you know, some of the stars that they have, like, you know, Lawrence and – and um, Thibodeau and Banks to be like, you know, maybe potentially having to learn a new system. Yeah, I mean, Bart, at the end of the day, those are good football players, and they should be able to help in, in any scheme, um, especially guys like Thibodeau. Like, he can rush, he can drop. Um, but clearly, like, what he does best is rush the passer. And, you know, look, 65 68% of the game now is substituted defense anyway. So I would think someone like him will be fine regardless of the scheme they play. But does it is it alarming? Am I overreacting to this? Is this more common than we when we want to believe? Is this just two really strong personalities that aren't just weren't able to get along? What 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 are you reading from this? Because like I said, a year ago he was coach of the year, and the statement was the Giants have themselves a head coach, and a year later it's chaos. So is this alarming, or should we not like look too deeply into this? Yeah, look, it's disappointing that it comes out publicly, especially, you know, in the New York market. Everything's going to be mm. times 10 when it's good, times 10 when it's bad. But, look, this is not the first or last time coaches 
don't see eye to eye. Like the industry is filled with highly competitive, smart, driven people. So that's going to happen. You just wish ideally that it's behind closed doors. And, you know, that's why like this next hire, Alan, is like really important. And by the way, like you want to have disparate opinions. Like that's really important for organizational health. You just don't want it to spill out. And, you know, the other thing too that I would have the conversation with Dayball is like, look, if you're going to move on from some assistance, that's fine. You're the head coach, but you may want to talk to, you know, Wink ahead of time just so he knows. It just seems like the way that happened caught people by surprise, and, and, and that doesn't serve anybody well. Yeah, it seems like it was maybe spiteful, you know, making him resign and quit. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit. If he resigns, then they still own his rights so they can block him. But, you know, if they fire him, then his contract's still guaranteed. You know, how attractive is this – job with all the things that you said, the fact that Dayball, we don't know how long he's going to be here, if he's going to get a second contract, with understanding that, you know, still a lot of work to be done from a personnel standpoint when you have, you know, uh, you have jobs out there like um, the Atlanta Falcons who have, you know, Jesse Bates, a great corner, Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell, and draft equity to, to build on the, on the defense side of the ball. But then you go out there and you look at, you know, even with cap issues, what the Los Angeles Chargers job is going to look like. So, you know, how attractive is this job, you know, to come in and maybe have another arranged marriage when you think about, you know, hearing that maybe Leslie Frazier, you know, he, you know, Leslie Frazier is, you know, potentially, you know, going to be interviewed by the Chargers as well. So it's not a lot of great coordinators out there. No, but look, it's still the New York Giants. It's still an NFL coordinating position. And we know that, there's 32 of them on the plan. So they'll get a good coach. There's plenty of people that would see this as a great opportunity. Because if you do well, you could actually springboard you to be a head coach, right? If you do well in the New York market. So, you know, no job's perfect. You know, you look at the Charger job from a defensive standpoint. You know, Joey Bosa hurt a lot of money. Uh, Derwin James, same thing. So every job is going to have its opportunities, but there is no perfect job out there. Talking with Mike Tannenbaum, you've worked in this industry in the front office. You've worked in this town as well, so you understand how all this stuff works, right? Can you explain to listeners, because this is both franchises that are dealing with sort of the same suggestion. One is between Dable and Wink and an incident that happened during the season. It, it was leaked to the media. It was a report about it. Dable confronted the defensive coaches about it. Uh, and then on the other side, you hear from Aaron Rodgers saying some issues that he has with the Jet organization is – too many leaks, you know, too much stuff being fed to the media that's unnecessary. And I'm wondering, you know, if you could explain, like, that is just part of the deal. Is it not? Like, I was on the other side. I was a reporter. I had the notebook. I was calling people trying to get sourced information and stuff like that. We're all trying to get the best story we can get. But when you're running an organization, how difficult is it to plug leaks and say, all right, you know, let's keep everything in-house like you were just talking about before? Yeah, you do the best you can, and it's never going to be perfect. Um there's some really smart and talented and aggressive people in the media in, in the New York market. Like the New York market attracts the best of everything, the best musicians, the best artists, the best people in the media. And like, that's part of the tax you pay for being in New York. And, you know, you could constantly talk about it, but there are going to be leaks and you just try to, you know, minimize it the best you can and, and understand that it's not the best thing for organizational health, but it, it's going to happen to a certain degree. You know, I wanted to ask you this. Just, you know, I know we're talking about the New York market, but in your opinion, now that we can kind of reflect and look back on the regular season as we're eulogizing it, 
What was the most disappointing team this year? Was it the Jacksonville Jaguars? Was it the Los Angeles Chargers? Like, who was the biggest disappointment that didn't have the excuses needed to have the failure that they did? I would say probably the Chargers part, just because, um, you know, Justin Herbert was healthy for most of the season. I think he has a chance to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. That was short and sweet. That's <laughs> all you were looking for? No follow-up, Bart? He just said that the best in the best of the media is in New York. He answers your question with a short answer. The whole idea is not. I he was like, get he, more out no, of he, you, he, he was like OG Abinobi yesterday, man. Yeah, he was I'm like trying, OG. You know, like, both teams play hard. Oh, yeah, I it mean, was really cool, you know? It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Jacksonville, right? Like, well, well, I, I, want, I, want, well, I also want to know about Jacksonville and, like, you know, how's that staff? You know, they fired everybody down there uh, from the defensive standpoint. You know, this was a team that supposed to, you know, had a generational quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. But then when, you know, people put up his numbers, they're pretty similar to Daniel Jones. So are, are we mistaken? Yeah. Are we mistaken Trevor Lawrence as a – with all that talent down there, are we mistaken Trevor Lawrence as a, uh elite quarterback? Yeah, well, look, I answered your question. You said who was the most disappointing team. I said the Chargers. Okay. If you asked a different question, Bart, I said, give me a couple of the most disappointing teams. <laughs> I, would have, <laughs> I, would, I would have said, you know, the, the Jaguars as well. And, yes, uh, like very much so. Like, And this is going to be a huge year for, you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and Jacksonville because, you know, this guy has been the number one guy since high school, obviously college, you know, number one pick overall. So, yeah, this is a massive year for him. He has to shed the, hey, he's going to be great label, and he has to be great and carry this team. Um, so those are two young quarterbacks that are going to have really consequential years. The big difference is, obviously, you know, the Chargers already paid, you know, um, Herbert, and I just can't imagine Jacksonville not paying Trevor Lawrence. But to me, he has left some meat on the bones yeah. in terms of what his career was going to be to – what's been so far. Yeah, I mean, you still expect more. This reminds me, by the way, Bart and Mike, of a situation that I had in my first years as a beat writer, very first experience. I mean, just fresh on the job, an absolute rookie. And we had I was covering the New York Islanders. The general manager was Mike Milbury, who was loquacious, was hysterical, quick wit, very smart. But after one game in particular, I saw him, and I said, are you growing frustrated in your team? And you never ask yes or no questions, but I did. So I said, are you growing frustrated in your team? He said, yes. I go, could you elaborate? He said, no. <laughs> and that was the end of the interview. <laughs> so it's all how you word the questions. Um, but, Mike, is there something into what Aaron Rodgers was suggesting about the Jet organization when he said that they need to flush the BS? When you hear him say that, what do you think he's referencing? Um. That's a good question. You know, like, I was a little surprised he said it, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, the story around that team was, you know, the quarterback, the quarterback, and the quarterback. And, um, you know, I I really don't know what the context was. And then, what, 24 hours later, he creates a national storm by, you know, going on this whole anti-vax, you know, discussion once again. So uh, I'm a little lost on this one. Yeah, it's, it's, he's talking about anything that has nothing to do with winning. And he, he was it's talking about within the organization because what he was doing on McAfee was certainly on the outside of the organization. But I guess it's stuff, stuff that maybe he's seeing within the organization that he doesn't like. 
But I was wondering if you had a, a, a thought on that. With the national championship game now behind us, and I know you put a lot of – you put extensive work into the draft for ESPN Radio, part of the coverage for that. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you something that Bart and I both wondered after the game, and that is did Michael Penix in the semifinal, if he, if he worked his way into the first round with the championship game performance and looking like he struggled under pressure and, and being able to process – did he lose ground in the draft and maybe fall back out again in your eyes? Yeah, that's a great question, guys. Like, you really want to evaluate a player on the totality of his, you know, college performance. But, look, if the three of us were running a team and we were in the draft room, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't say, like, you know, does he have a, you know, unreasonably high risk of getting hurt again? Um, you know, just from the standpoint is, you know, he's not as quick-footed as some of these other prospects. He has a long release, long stride. He has two ACLs and a season-ending shoulder injury. So he has a chance to be a great player. You know, history in our sport, Alan, typically says those players go in the second round because the more, you know, quote-unquote cleaner backgrounds go in the first round. And he's one of these guys that he may be a 10-year starter that can throw it like Boomer Esiason, a big, strong, rugged left-hander that has a really good career. Um, and you certainly hope he doesn't get hurt. But, you know, he wants to get – he wants – like that front seven of, of Michigan has a number of prospects, and that was the men against the boys uh, the other night. If they played ten times, Michigan beats them eight out of ten times. That was not a fluke. And I don't think Penix hurt himself, but there's definitely going to be some concerns about durability. Did the Jets hurt themselves by – you know, beating the Patriots when oh, you consider that, you know, that you have Joe Alt and you have uh, – well, I forget the kid from Penn State. I, I just had his name on my head. Um, the kid from um, Penn State. Um, because when you look at, you know, Corey Lindsey's probably saying he's going to retire due to the heart issue. And so that means that potentially San Diego, San Diego, the Chargers are going to be looking for offensive linemen. The Titans may be looking for offensive linemen. Did they play themselves out of the ability to get an answer at right tackle or left tackle with those two top guys? Because is it those two guys and everybody else, or is it deeper than what I'm trying to make it seem? You know, it's a totally fair point, but a million things are going to happen between now and the draft. So, you know, like, let's just put a pin in that. Like, of course you want to win the game. I was there on Sunday uh, with Chris Carlin um, in very balmy, warm conditions. I, I won't tell you what the over-under of combined uh, hot chocolate consumption between Chris and I did just take the over. Are going to measure and, in gallons, and, uh, not ounces? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you did it in calories, it would not be a, a representative number that I'd be uh, proud to share. But anyway um, – Look, you're the Jets. You want to win that game. Like, it's our Super Bowl. It's the last game of the season. Let's go be a team we've struggled beating, which has been well documented. And, look, if you got to give up a, a fourth-round pick to go up two spots to go get one of those tackles, like, you know, Bart, like, that's a great price to pay to get a good win. And, you know, like, you find out a lot about your team. Um, you know, give Robert Sala credit. You know, those guys played hard on Sunday in, in again, that was a really, really tough situation because it was cold, it was damp, they had nothing to play for, and I, I was um, really impressed by the competitiveness of the team. All right, well, we have to teach Bart how to say Olufashanu. Olu I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Olufashanu. Yeah, Fashano. My bad. Yeah, like think for show. 
and just say Fashanu instead, right? The Jets need to but draft Fashanu for show. You, you, you say Alufa, right? So like Alufa? Alufa. Oh, like so Olufa. I'll say Alufa Shano. Oh, boy. Mike, this is what we're working with here. Like imagine if he was on your staff and you guys are having your draft meeting and you're going around the room and it's like, all right, Bart, we, what, what, what? We've what, done the draft together. Oh, we've done the draft State together. I saw Oshu Obinobi. And you're like, what? Alufa. Alufa oh. Fashano. Oh, boy. Alufa. <laughs> me and me and TB worked the draft, and I ain't mess up no names. Um, I'm a gamer, baby. Can you, you confirm or deny that, Mike? You, I, I know you did work drafts together. He never screwed up a single name. Now he was flawless. I mean, I wish he was better with his coverage assignments as a player <laughs> than he was covering the draft. But that's what I'm saying. This is this is practice. When it, when it comes for sure, when he comes, if he comes, and it, it trust me, it'd be game time. You said for sure. So who is it again? Uh, Alufa Fashona. Oh, oh boy. Well, we have a couple of months to get this right. <laughs> Mike, we'll thanks so much. As, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much as always. Talk to you next week. All the best. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> the Mike Tannenbaum Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall. And tell them Bart Scott sent you because Olufashanu is sending Bart Scott. To come see you. And you can take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. It's funny how Mike just left that one alone about the flush, the BS. Yeah, yeah. Aloof Fashano. But his take on Penix is not surprising. Because a GM's mindset is always going to be take caution, right? Yeah. And that's the concern. The the, the injuries. He's got six years in college. You know, is he going to hold up? I cannot give up. A, I can take him later, yeah, not but first. first round, that's a risk. Yeah, but if he would have balled out, won a national championship, Ooh, then that would have right. been totally different. If he looked flawless and stood in the pocket, threw strong, you know, didn't miss any open guys. Just imagine if he hits, if he just finds the open tight end and his receiver when he threw him outside and inside. That's like another two hundred yards. That's like a hundred. That's like a hundred yards on to the total. He would look like a G taking him three hundred plus yards, right? Right, and that would have like you know what if he can do that against Michigan, who does a lot of professional stuff, shift late, you know, invert late, you know, shift, move, disguise. Then they be like, all right, he ready. But now that seems like man, a basic you know blitzing you know um, professional team might kill this dude. He yeah. might not even see it coming. He might he might take one hit, and be sitting there crawling on his knees like Reggie Bush when uh, Lito Shepard hit him in a tum tum. <laughs> but it is also the concern, right? It's it's not only the we were just talking about it. How battered and bruised he looked throughout that game. Yeah, Constantly, looked like he can't hold up. The body language of how much pain he was in, while admirable because he stayed in the game and he battled through it, and that's admirable, of course. But it also made you wonder, like, damn, like yeah, he's playing. I, college. Like, imagine when the big yeah. boys start hitting him. So that's yeah. number one. But then I got a mortgage, boy. <laughs> got this dog in me. Yeah, you don't know, but you' about to find out. But there's that, and then there's on top of it. Wait a minute. He also is not processing fast enough, and the replays are not your friend. When every single time Kirk Herbstreet is circling the field, where hey, look, this guy's wide the hell open. <laughs> this is a touchdown. <laughs> He's not. Hey, 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 Kirk. Hey, 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 Kirk. Let me holler. <laughs> like I would have sent my people to the booth. It'd be like, hey, hey, can I talk to Kirk? Right, right. Shut your ass up. Let me see that telestrated pen real quick. (laughs) Snap. Shut your ass up. (laughs) All right, 800-919-3776. So we'll get back to calls. Also coming up, audio files. 
that OG Ananobi thing that we were referencing with Mike T gave uh, Bart a, a basically a one sentence answer. Mm-hmm. It was a hilarious exchange that he had that also had a little Talladega Nights moment to it as well on the video side that you will hear about in audio files plus more. But first, Bart's going to tell us about Samwell Institute for Pain. Oh, yeah, I got oh. Samwell. And Bart Stradamus is later in the show, by the way. Hmm. For the playoffs? Playoffs? Yes, right. He's going to make them work. Friends, friends. Go see my go see my, go see my, my boy, Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time for you to reclaim your active lifestyle. You say, Bart, how do I do that? Man, I just told you. Call Dr. Jay Shaw today. Go to sandwellpain.com. Dr. Shaw uh, treats Joint, neck, back, sciatica, nerve pain. Dr. Shaw is also migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. J. Shaw and take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy a pain-free life. Same day or next day appointments are available. Go to sandwellpain.com and put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. J. Shaw or go to sandwellpain.com now and regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Soundwell now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit soundwellpain.com. You'll wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most major insurances are accepted. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. There's still a lot of basketball to be played in the regular season, never mind the playoffs, but at least the early returns for the Knicks on the OG Ananobi trade are really, really good. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Leon Rose deserves credit for those moves. Maybe we should give Leon Rose some credit because a lot of like credit. The, the, the moves that he's made have been really nice fits not some credit a ton of a credit I mean Hartenstein is terrific and Josh well, Hart's a great fit DiVincenzo's right. a really good player and now this move and Brunson and now you bring in Anobi he started out poorly Kemba Walker Evan Fournier yeah. were bad moves they were they were bad moves now Evan Fournier now might be somewhat attractive because it's an expiring deal but the moves since those two I mean to a man they've almost all been good and that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Your calls at 800-919-3776, of course, will continue to talk with you, so we'll get them stacked, racked, and ready to go. I know everybody's been saying, like, when are you going to talk Knicks? How about the Knicks? They're red hot, five-game winning streak. Got to talk Knicks. We will. Two o'clock hour. I have I have put that aside. All the football stuff we wanted to get uh, out in the front, but the, the Knicks we will get to in the two o'clock hour. Bing bong. Let's be set for that because a lot of fun stuff going on with that team. Right now, but <clears throat> you know what time it is a part of the show. It is time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment that Bart Scott, we like to call Audio Files. Way to draw it out for your boy. Way to draw it out for your boy. That's teamwork for you. Way to draw it out for your boy, man. <laughs> I did all I could to buy as much time. As possible. Okay. Audio Files is where we go right now. And where do we go? Well, we were just talking about with Mike Tannenbaum, Michael Penix in the draft. And it was so the Monday when we were talking to Greg McElroy, who was on the coverage of the national championship game, he felt like Michael Penix, what would a great landing spot maybe at pick number 10 for the Jets? And it's like, hold on a second. Now, when you think about it, that would not be a good pick. But how about what does Mel Kuyper Jr. think about pick number six for the Giants? And do you see them drafting a quarterback? Here's Mel from the K-Show. Went back and forth, guys, all month on this. One day I'm thinking keep Justin and Caleb, Justin, Caleb. But I'm to take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields right now if I'm Chicago. So Caleb goes one, Justin Fields gets traded. Mm. I think a perfect spot would be Atlanta. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Washington takes a quarterback, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. New England takes a quarterback that's left at three. So the top guys are gone. Then you get to the fourth and fifth quarterbacks, which are Michael Penix Jr. and J.J. McCarthy. And that's certainly too high to take one. One of those two at mm. this point. Had Penix Jr. played lights out last night like it against Texas, he would have been in that discussion. But I don't want to say one game is going to determine that, but one game can determine whether you are a top 10 pick or a pick between, say, 15 and 32. That's exactly what we said. And what you said, too, about the Giants yeah. might not be in place to get a quarterback at number six. You know, J.J. McCarthy, yeah. Look, look, uh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that either. No. Nah, he looks like a Daniel Jones running skittish. You know what I mean? He run around, but his throws and accuracy with his arm was not was not up there. And yeah, you know, not so, in first round quality anyway. That means you can't take him later and hope that maybe you can turn him into something. But seven eleven dot com. When I when I grow up, I want to be like this guy oh, no. because he can be hurt twenty five years straight, Ooh. have one good have one good year and ball out. What Kawhi happened? Leonard? Kawhi Leonard just got an extension, man. The claw just keep getting paid, man. Well, because look at the year that he's having and look at the year the Clippers are having. I get it, but and then they the next are opening year, but, a new arena next year bro, and they want to make sure they keep this group together. Bro, but you ain't won nothing. Like, we've seen this before. 
We need to see this team stay healthy to the end. We ain't even at the midway point, really. I know. Uh, I love me some some Kawhi. You know what I mean? I've been hoping him or Kevin Durant win a championship so that they can close the distance on LeBron, so we can kind of end this LeBrick discussion. Because uh-uh. he'll be he'll be a, a, a guy who you know three teams, three championships, and you know Toronto giving them their first one, but then also giving the Clippers a championship. That's like that's like God's work right there. You know what I'm saying? So like you know that'd be three. That'd be what one away from LeBron. LeBron got four or five. LeBron has four. Okay, so you know that's what I'm saying. I want one of those guys to come close to being able to get closer to LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So then we can change the discussion and say, hey, Kawhi was better than LeBron if he gets four and ties him. But yeah, you know that's not happening though. I get it though. Let's go back. Let's, I, I went on a tangent because I saw 7-Eleven.com just flash that up. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not surprised by it. But all right, you want to do NBA stuff? Then we'll go into the NBA stuff. Yeah, right let's now. go NBA, baby. Uh, Draymond Green has been reinstated by the NBA. And, you know, again, what's going on in Golden State? That team is just – it feels like they got old real fast. And then, of course, you have the Draymond Green problems as well. So he now is set to return to the Warriors, but he reveals, of course, on his podcast that it took a conversation with Commissioner Adam Silver to get him to come back because he was thinking about retiring. I had a conversation with Adam Silver. Commissioner of our league, I just told him, Adam, it's too much for me. Like, this is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision. And I won't let you do that. You know, we had a long, great conversation. Very helpful to me. Very thankful uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or helping you than punishing you or you know he's more about the player adam silver did man. the right thing with with draymond by saying man miss me you can't come back until you get get your head right and we're going to help Bro. you do that that was the right thing to do Bro. but the problem is is that draymond knows no one is ever going to drop the hammer on him but and that's what i worry about come on man first of all i'm calling all cat like, I'm using the young kid's word, all cap. Okay, he lying. Well. He wasn't going to retire. $100 million left. Stop, man. This dude is from uh, Grand Rapids or Flint, Michigan. Man, if you don't get the hell out of here, his family would have kicked. His mom would have kicked his ass right back on the court. Bart. It would have been like, Bart, it would have been Bart, like this. Do you understand how much money he has waiting for him once he heads to Turner? I don't care. We, I don't care. We, we got mutual friends. Mutual friends, invest his money, all that. Like I know, man, he wasn't stopping, man. That was that was him being in his feelings. Draymond, you mean to tell me it's too much for you to stop elbowing and smacking people and Europeans. kicking people in the balls? Never mind, stop Just, it, man. Europeans, <laughs> it's like come on, man. Right, he can't even go over to Europe, man. They won't even let him over there, man. He public enemy number one. Like man, Listen, stop. I love what what the element that he brings to the NBA. I think is missing. I think it's valuable. I love what he brings to a team, the toughness, the confidence he gives yes. you. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's a willing defender. But, but I also think he's reached a point, though, in his life where as a basketball player in the NBA, he acts like he's above all reproach, that you can never criticize him. And he, he's allowed to criticize you all he wants. On his podcast. But you can never hold him accountable for anything because he'll always have a response. For once, I just wanted to hear – I just want to hear him say – I'm wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. That was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. He never does that. It's always something else was the reason why. 
That's the problem I have, and that's when I wonder, <laughs> and that's can he boy. even do that anymore, or has his ego gotten too big but, to a point where he'll ever say that? But here, but here's the thing, too. Like, the team is getting old. So, like, it's like when the bad boys yeah. got old and they couldn't play no more, but they could still foul and still be – like, the <laughs> skill, the, you know what I'm saying? The skill set wasn't there. Yeah, so, it was, so, so, it was false and fake. So, now, like, all those things that he did, yeah, he can affect the game, but he ain't affecting winning to the point where they're going to beat somebody. Right? It, Dylan Brooks was, like, a year too, too, too early with calling them old. You know what I'm saying? Like, because now the, the thing is, run on them. They can't do what they used to do. And, and listen, they didn't do a good enough job. And why they needed Wiseman to be a dude by now. No, they had they, all these draft they, picks. They, they needed Kaminga hasn't worked out for them at this point. Wiseman's gone. You're right. They needed, they, right. Need, they needed Moody to be a dude. They, they and all these dudes that they got w- early. Uh, Wiggins helped them win a championship, but, you know, like he's now not he's ready to take himself. any torch. Right. So, he, might, he might be a guy you need to move to get a, a better piece. You know, there's whispers Him and Kaminga. I'll get yeah. him and Kaminga up out of here. All right, we continue on audio files. More NBA for you. So, did you see the game last night between the Lakers and the Raptors? The end of this game, the fourth, the first one was a, it was a fantastic finish as far as like it's a one thirty two one hundred one final. The Lakers won the game. Now yeah, they, they won they it. Playing the Raptors, so man. Well, no, no, no. They, they they won the game. But listen to this. They shot twenty three free throws in the fourth quarter. 23. Yeah, and the, it, it was, I think, in the last seven That's minutes. That's got to be a record. Is that a record? Yeah, well, how many did the Raptors shoot, Bart? Uh, that would be uno. That'd be th- yeah, I think, I think it was actually three. Trace. And now the Lakers shot 36 for the game. <laughs> the Raptors shot 13. So the Raptors rookie head coach, Darko Rajkovich, he didn't just, like, show frustration. He did detonated after the game. That's Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. The accent just makes it even better. Yo, that yo, that's real right there. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, listen, listen. And, and I tell you what, whoever owned the Raptors better take that fine and put that money back in his pocket. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I'm talking about, son. Yeah. No, no, he's going to get fined for this. But it's like one of those times where he probably – and this is, by the way. Your team Darko, will, Darko will is so love one you. of the most positive – he like gregarious. Like when you talk to him pre or after, he's just a, he is a upbeat, positive guy. So twenty three, bro, to reach that twenty three to two. I was wrong. It wasn't even three. Twenty three to two. What do you do? Like how does that even happen? Where the uh, one team is going to like like Anthony Davis was at the line like the whole night. It was. Yeah. But what was it? Was it, two, it was. It was a two hour four fourth quarter. Uh, oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> no, it, it it was absolutely wild. I mean, it was RJ was called for an offensive foul that would have been a game tying three pointer, like with like twenty five seconds to go. They're like, "What was that call? No explanation." Like, and so after the game, like he had absolutely lost it. And very interesting to see how the league handles this. And also, we'll look for that two. The last two minute thing is also funny because that comes out like the. Did you see the Celtics Pacer game? How that ended? 
They they reversed oh, yeah, but, yeah, the Jalen yeah. Brown foul. They reversed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit him over here from the back, from the he back. Hit in the head. They they called it a foul. They well, reviewed Bray, it. Well, Braves don't count. Then they said it wasn't a foul. And then the Porzingis, they ended, they ended up, though, in the last two minutes, they said that that wasn't a foul. It was the right call. But in the last second on an inbounds with the score tied, Let um, play. Porzingis fouled Matherin. He, he fouled the hell out of him, though. No, no. They, the, the review was it was not a foul. So it's like just oh, wow. so bizarre. He fouled the hell out of him. So bizarre. Anyways, that's that's the NBA right now. It, it, what a, what a again what what a wild ending to that game between the Lakers and the Raptors. But of course, their head coach OG, is going off. Oh gee, oh yes. gee, let's OG, get to it. Oh Last night at the Garden, the Knicks won their fifth straight game. They are five and zero since the trade for OG Ananobi. They won that. They were up by thirty nine in this game, one hundred twelve to eighty four. The Blazers aren't a very good team. How the Nets lost to them, I don't know. But the story of the night was OG Ananobi, who had 23 points. 17 were in uh, were in the first quarter, 16 in the first quarter. Hit a bunch of threes, had the crowd chanting his name. So he gets the walk-off interview with Rebecca Harlow on MSG Networks. And so it was, first of all, you obviously you can't see this because it's radio. But the interview is him, and every time Rebecca would ask him a question, you know how the reporter, you hold the mic towards the athlete. Yeah. OG kept grabbing the microphone with his hand as if remember the scene from Talladega Nights when Ricky Bobby didn't know what to do with his hands and yeah. he kept touching the microphone and he's like I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know. Like it was like that kind of scene. But his answers cuz you know he's so low key. Yeah, he plays hard but his personality is very He's Kawhi, he's Kawhi Leonard. He really he's is. He's close with Kawhi Leonard. So so here so here's Harlow with OG about the chance. OG, you got the OG chance from the Garden crowd for the first time tonight. This place is so magical. What was it like to get that for the first time from these fans? Oh, yeah, it was really cool, you know? It was really cool. <laughs> uh, uh, what? I got, I got a five-minute interview to, to, to fill, uh, sir. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. <laughs> like, shoot the J. That's how Tannenbaum did me. That's how Tannenbaum did me. Yeah, he did. That's why I thought it was funny. But like, like again, he's giving. It's not that they're bad answers, but you got to be ready for a follow up because he's not giving you a lot. <laughs> like, you, like you better be ready. Don't fall asleep. Don't go looking at your notes. Like, anyways, it. it but you, I'll take it. I'd rather have the guy that plays hard all game, and then afterwards has little to say. I'm good with that. Versus has, ex- has expectations changed. Have well, they changed? You know what? Like it's saying, oh, we don't need Let's to get start somebody. that conversation as we finish up audio files. 800-919-3776. Let's get into the Nick conversation. We'll take it into the 2 o'clock hour. It is that. I mean, I was on the court with, with uh, Walt Clyde Frazier after the game. We're just standing there having a chit-chat. And he says to me, I think we got a team. And I said, I think we do too. Yeah. And he just said. Without another move. And then he said, now what? Because he's right. That's how we are in New York. It's like, okay. This is legit. Now what? So we ask you, the people, that question. With the Knicks, as Bart just said, did your expectations change? We'll get into your calls next. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. One more NFL note here that's interesting to me. So the, uh, the NFL PA All-Pro team was uh, announced, right? It's just one player for every position. That's yep. it. No Jets at all. I thought Sauce made it. No. What? I, no. The Jets put something out said Sauce made it and Quinnen made second team. No, no, no. This is, again, I don't believe there were any Jets on this one. This is the NFLPA one. Oh, the NFLPA. Not the AP. Got you. Yes. This is voted by you, the players. Okay. All right. I get that. Okay. Now, there was one giant on the Dexter, team. Can Dexter you, Lawrence? Yes. He, he dominated this year, even though the sacks wasn't there. He dominated. But you saw players, when he played, you saw when he played the yeah. You saw when he played the Jets. Like, damn, is yeah. he on the what? Is he on our team? Yeah. Like, ain't yeah, nobody blocking a, him. He's in our backfield every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, but that says a lot, right? Like that he's the one recognized by players as oh yeah yeah, yeah that's the guy he's the man. Yeah yeah sexy Dexy nose tackle all right um, cornerbacks then who do you think were the two corners that the league players that the actual players chose. Yeah. As the best. Patrick Sertan. Um, that's, no, that's one. Well, you can't go Jalen Rams because he didn't play long enough. No, no. So it's probably Sardarius Ward. Nope. nope. Oh, uh, no, this it wasn't Bland. Surpri- yes, it was Deron Bland. Oh, because of the nine picks. Mm-hmm. Well, he did score six touchdowns, but he didn't even make the Pro Bowl. That's the crazy part. Isn't that weird? Yeah, man. But players, you know, like I said, I told you how these things go. Mm-hmm. Who do you think um, – let's see. Linebackers. Oh, that's Who gonna be Pat, that's gonna be Patrick Queen and probably nope. Frank. 
What? Not not Patrick Queen. Is it going to be a uh, no? Not Patrick Queen. I mean Raekwon Smith. What about Raekwon Smith? Yeah, Raekwon. Yeah, I, I don't know. Patrick Queen shouldn't have been made to play. Uh, um, and uh, probably Fred Warner. Fred Warner, correct. Okay. Come on, so man. You know I, do, I, do, I, I know I, you I do, know your life. All right, all right. I do this, eh? All right. Uh, interesting to me, quarterback. Who do you think the players chose as the All-Pro first-team quarterback? Uh, Brock Purdy. No. Come on. The players. Who do you think? Oh, Patrick. Players? Oh, Patrick, my homeboy. No. Damn. So that means the new quarterback new this year in the league. Don't say Dak Prescott. No. Damn. I don't know then. Lamar Jackson. Oh, 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 duh. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, again. Hey, what am I doing? That's the MVP. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I went through a brain fart right there. I was thinking. Uh, oh, good. I was thinking about um, like um, Pro Bowl where you put two. Yeah, people. yeah. Again, this is the players. All Pro. All pro this yeah. is one. This is just the players. So it's what? Yeah. The who the players would have voted for at this position as the best in the league. Okay. Uh, left tackle. Left tackle, Trent Williams. Yes. Yeah, I figured that you always talk about him. So yeah, the players definitely recognize that talent. Uh, running back seems pretty obvious, right? Yeah, McCaffrey. CMC. How about tight end? Who would you have voted for? Hmm. hmm. Tight end, that's tough. Yo, Kittle's okay. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not uh, uh, Mr. Swift. Um, yes, it is. Oh, hell no. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. He don't got the numbers for that, Yeah, bro. I, did, I thought that, that caught my attention. I was a little he, surprised he, by the he, Kelsey he, one. He had a very that, – that, that is a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. So – Last but not least, let's go with uh, again another um, you know the glamour position, the edge rusher. We got two of them. Who would well, you think that got the votes for edge rusher? Well, I wouldn't say Michael Parr. I would say definitely T.J. Watt and, nope. and Miles Garrett. But I know they're not going to do that. Miles Garrett for sure. The other name, M- Michael Parsons. No. Might oh, okay, you. okay. So that's what's up then, because uh, I mean they did the it right. Other, the other name might surprise you. The other name also Nick, from Nick, Nick Bosa. No, also from the AFC. From the AFC. Yeah. From the AFC, yeah, yeah it's, it's not TJ. It's not TJ Watt. No, it is not. Edge rusher, yeah, Max Crosby. Ah, but nah. a lot of respect for Max Crosby. Yeah, he plays hard, man. Yeah, okay. But I would say Trey Henderson as well, man. Trey Henderson had 19 sacks. Yeah, but this for was the again was what the players chose. All yeah. right, so coming up as I promised, two o'clock hour, we'll get into the Knicks. So, so they have won five in a row. The trade seems to have flipped a switch for this team defensively for sure, but also offensively. So the question now is, Clyde and I were talking after the game. Was all right. What, what do they do now? And what, what, like what, what now? And what are the expectations now? Are you starting to see this team differently? Because I felt something in the building, yeah, that I have not felt in a long time from the crowd. Y'all go, says y'all, a lot. y'all go zero to a hundred real quick around these uh, pieces. Certainly do. So we'll get into the Knicks coming up next. But I do want to tell you, as good as the regular season is. There's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, six games, three days. And for these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a dub. And you have got games this weekend. I'll tell you what, I think this weekend is the hardest one to bet of all of them. This is the hardest one. you got a couple of spreads, too. That One is double digits. So tread lightly. Tread carefully. This, I like I said, this is the hardest one. If you want to follow everyone's picks uh, at our station or, of course, just go with your own gut, go to FanDuel right now. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Allen. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 year old and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. 
$10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, since he's gotten here, OG Ananobi's contributions to the Knicks, sometimes they don't show up in the box score. Last night, much more traditional form of production for him, points and rebounds. So, Tom Thibodeau, how good was it to see OG have a game like that? Yeah, it was great. Great. Just good rhythm. You know, very aggressive early. I thought the defensive activity to start the game was real good. Uh, we got some turnovers, got into the open floor. Then I thought our guys did a really good job of attacking the zone, you know, getting into the gaps and then making plays for each other. So they created advantages and they shared the ball. And then I thought we were tied together defensively. So the rebounding was good. You know, we got careless, at, you know, at the end of the half and then in the fourth quarter with the turnovers. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.